0: Adam, we had the amazing opportunity to speak with Poopy over Zoom video. Poopy was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, but she was raised most of her life in France. And she talks about how she got into music. Her grandfather played piano. Her mom played piano. So she started playing piano at a very early age, started writing songs around nine years old, I believe. She talked to us about her first recording experience in a studio when she was 16. She told us about moving to London. She moved there to attend university. She went there for business, but was reached out to by The X Factor in Spain. So she tells us about being on The X Factor, getting signed to her record label, putting out her first two EPs, and all about her brand new record that she just released as well. You can watch our interview with Poopy on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at bringing back pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Poopy. This is all about you, your journey in music, and we can talk about uh, the new record that just came out.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. It's an honor for that record and for me to be invited on your program and to talk about it. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So uh, why don't you first tell me where were you born and raised?
1: Um, I was born in Las Vegas in
0: 1998.
1: Okay. And I grew up in France and a lot of things happened to me. Um, It's really fun, actually. When people tell me uh, where I'm from, it's really hard for me to answer because I've Uh, been raised in a lot of like places and different countries too so i'm like i don't know where i'm from but i'm from there
0: (laughs) wait so you were born in las vegas in nevada here in in the states
1: yeah it was kind of a mistake because my parents were not supposed to be there and they left after my birth but yeah
0: (laughs) okay so they were they just happened to be in the states and then you moved back to france i'm confused
1: (laughs) yeah and then my other sister she was born in france and then all of my siblings were born there and Uh, then i was raised by cowboys also in texas
0: really so you lived in texas as well
1: yeah well in my dreams but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) you know there is like a slight difference between my world and the real world
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm trying to figure. Yeah. So that's. So were your family like on vacation or something? Were they just traveling in in Vegas and happened to be like, uh oh, I'm going to labor.
1: No, it's like, um, it's like uh, you know, sometimes in life things happen, and it's like a movie, you know. Hmm. So anyway, but um, I would say I'm more French than anything. And also I have like been in French cities more than anything in my life. I've been in like more than 15 French cities. So I'm really French.
0: Okay. Okay. And how did you get into music? Is anyone else in your family musical at all?
1: Not really. I mean, there was a piano in my house and this is how it started, but mm, no one really thought like, um, you know, my mom, she used to play the piano, but mm, nothing big. I think that this thing, um, I can't explain it to myself, like how I have always been involved in music in general without having somebody showing me, okay, this is the path, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I guess, you know, my parents used to listen to a lot of music and we used to have these cities that you can, it's like a USB key, you know, the cities where you could do like playlists of your own and stuff. We used to have that a lot at home. And so um, there was a lot of different music on one CD. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, you like a actually put together yeah, one by well, your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could make your own playlist and then burn it onto a CD. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I was like raised with these CDs. So I have a lot of uh, musical influences. And I think that listening to so much music made me, I mean, I think it made me like, um, I guess always connected me to, this this music thing and then Mm -hmm. when i was uh seven or eight i saw my grandfather play on a piano and i went home and i and there was a piano in my house and i was like oh i'm gonna do the same and then i never stopped
0: (laughs) wow so seven years old is when you started playing piano
1: yeah maybe eight i can't remember i remember my first song was like um, it was written in English because I had just found a dictionary, like um, a translator, like English, French. And uh, my first one was like about nine years old and it was really weird, but it was my first one.
0: I love it. Well, you wrote <laughs> it in English?
1: Yeah, because I think that until I was, until 2019, I was always very uh, kind of shy um when it came to writing in French because it was you know my my mother language and it it was like it was better not to see uh, what I could say in that language uh it was always easier to write in uh, English or Spanish since I um I don't know I you know even my first boyfriends they were English <laughs> I mean they were the first one was American and then from canary island i I mean i don't know i kind of ran away from where i was from for a lot of time in music but i I didn't know why because now that i write in french mostly i love it
0: (laughs) okay wow did you speak english at all or i mean it sounds like you said you got a english translating dictionary but it was No, yeah
1: i've always sorry i interrupted you but i I always liked, I don't know why ever, uh, ever since I was little, I've always loved movies and, and, um, and different cultures. And I think I was always attracted to other, like people or things that were very different for me. So speaking other languages has always been something fun for me, even if some languages are hard, for example, Russian is hard or Chinese, but I really love what's different than me. And of course, English, we were taught that at school. So I used to listen this class and then I and then I was able to speak English, (laughs) I guess.
0: Wow. Okay. And wow. I mean, to write in in English, to just straight to go right into that, that's pretty impressive. Instead of trying to, you know, write in French and then maybe down the line, write in English. You just went right off the bat, right into English.
1: yeah um yeah that's something i sorry what <laughs>
0: no it's just making a statement that's crazy that, that's cool that you did that um so you said you you picked the piano around eight years old Started. were you writing songs pretty quickly
1: yeah i think that um it was something natural you know when i was playing chords because at first i was not doing anything special with the piano. it was just about chords and i was like doing these chords and i was like no 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 you know, um, I guess this was songwriting already. And and songs were born from these moments I had with myself and the piano. So um, but it was really natural. You know, I never this is why when people ask me, oh, have you always wanted to be a singer? I, I'm like, mm, not really. But I always knew that I wanted to do this, I think, even yeah. if I was not telling myself, oh, you're going to be a singer or oh, you want to be a singer. I was more like, oh, you want to be an astronaut or you don't mm-hmm. want to be a, a, lo- a lawyer. or Are you? But I never thought oh, I'm going to be a singer. No, but I think that something in my brain and my heart knew mm-hmm. except me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did you start showing people your songs? Like were you did you perform a, like a talent show or were you doing open mic nights or.
1: Um, it was really late. I was. Sixteen, I think I met a producer in Lyon. It's a city in France where I was living at the time, and he saw a video of me, like because I, at some point, I was posting things for my friends on Facebook, and he saw one of my videos and and was like, "Oh, I would like to meet you with your parents because I think there is something we can try in the studio," and that was like my first time in the studio, and this guy really like showed me that I could show what I did to people and they would not be um, this is weird you know they would think oh like actually consider the f- like the idea that maybe that could be something more than just a memo living in my phone you know mm-hmm. so this is kind of the first time I showed somebody a song because um, music for me is like religion or sex it's like something very personal and I don't tend to show what I do or you know, I don't talk about my beliefs or um or or these things to a lot of people. I keep that a lot for myself. So mm-hmm. so I I was not like going around with my songs. Oh, you wanna listen to that? Or no, 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 I would never do that. I would yeah. write a lot, a lot of songs.
0: Was it hard to be vulnerable with this person that just reached out to you online? I mean to go and not now, really. Okay
1: not really uh it was kind of natural i was like oh so this guy is his job to listen to that so I, I had no um shyness does it exist shyness yeah yeah well i was not feeling that way i was like oh that's his job so Take listen to it it's, it's what i made um you know but it's different like for my friends and family it's not their job so and i don't want to like I, I didn't want to show them, but I, did, I don't know why. I, I was not thinking, don't show them. I was just not thinking about showing them. You know what I mean?
0: Hmm. Hmm. You, yeah, you felt more comfortable showing this person because that was what their career was. They, that's what they do. They listen to music and they help produce songs. Whereas your family, they, you might get a different response from them because they're not in this this scene or in the industry.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really know what it's like exactly, but I think that. It just was not natural for me to show that to my family. But I used to, for example, I could sing songs to my family or songs that are already exist out in the world. But I would not sing something I made. Um, or when I was composing it, my mom or my sisters were like, oh, is this from you? And I would be like, "Ah, oh, maybe. And they're like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, cool. But we didn't, like, we never really... Like I said, music has always been there, but very underneath like very implied okay not really here there
0: Mm -hmm. you said 16 though when you went to this studio to meet this producer well i thought it was interesting that you said that pretty late in life and then you're 16 which really isn't late in life like whatsoever oh Um, Oh, really Uh, Maybe (laughs) you're like late in life i thought you were gonna say yeah when i started like in my early 20s but um no, that's no. That's, I
1: am now in my early twenties. Twenties, yeah.
0: So sixteen yeah. isn't like. It does not
1: related to me, you know. It's sixteen would be a little less than ten years doing that without showing it to nobody. So for me, it's an eternity.
0: Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. When you worked in the studio with this producer, is that what became one of your early EPs, or no?
1: Uh not even. Uh, okay. that came later i know with that guy i really like yeah, started um figuring out what a studio was what a session was um what arranging was and stuff but we never really kept anything that after oh yeah uh, the intro is something we had made together the intro of my album that's called fait, the first song mm-hmm. but other than this we didn't keep anything because also i think that the more you spend time in the studio and the more you get to know yourself musically. And, uh, I have changed a lot since the first time I came to the studio.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And you were also on what X-, X factor?
1: Yeah. In Spain. Well, that was during my studies. Um, it so was did kind you go of to a school for music. No, no, no. I oh. used to, uh, I have, uh, I have studied management like uh, European management. Oh, okay. At, uh, maybe you know this university it's um above london it's called coventry university uh-huh. and it's, it's great i had a great time yeah, I love yeah. studying. i really love studying so so i went there and during this i was like oh that would be cool because they called me for I, I, I was like oh that would be cool to have like an activity where i can travel during my studies and stuff but mm-hmm. i never really um calculated the impact it was going to have because it was on tv and a lot of people were following this there and i didn't know all of that i was just having fun and then one day i remember somebody called me like what the fuck i saw you on tv and i was like "Ooh, you watch tv in spain oh yeah so anyway (laughs) sometimes i don't realize that the things i do other people can see them and have an opinion about them and maybe I should care more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you said they reached out to you. Uh, Yeah. And it's the same
1: for the voice. I don't think these things are natural. I don't think I would ever call a program like, please let me in or I would never do that. I just accept because these are opportunities. And at the time it was really like a great experience. And, but now I wouldn't never accept something like that. I think that, I know me more and stuff. Also, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. it was like a good learning experience,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but not something you do again. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah. But just because now I'm in a very good place, musically talking, like I love where I am and the way Mm -hmm. I'm doing it and with whom I'm doing it. And I would not need this now in my life or see any, um, like, um, value, no, how do you say that? It's something in business that says if you're going to do something, it has to add you like to did you go? added value.
0: Oh yeah. Added value. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't have any
1: added value right now. So I wouldn't gotcha. do it. I always think like that. Like, how is this thing going to uh, make me um, more benefits in my life? You know, mm-hmm. Not, not um, money talking. No. Right. In- right. For-
0: Just like advance your career yeah, in music.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Were you pursuing music? Uh- or was it just kind of a hobby prior to, you know, when you're going to college it sounds, or school, school, it sounds like you were doing something totally different.
1: Yeah, no, um, I'm sorry. Did you say, are you talking about TBR?
0: No, you when just, you, when you started going to school in London or in, yeah. was that, were you pursuing
1: a no, career no, as
0: no, no. a ju- no, 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 fun? No. I was,
1: no, it was really like business. I love business and I love management and I love, you know, uh leading teams and stuff. So I studied that. Mm -hmm. And then I graduated and I I thought, oh, maybe before I get to masters, I should try to do something with music because I love that. Also um and I'm still trying in music, (laughs) but it hasn't been a long like it's been two years now.
0: Okay. So what was it like being on the that television show and uh, being on the X Factor in, in Spain? I mean, it sounds well, like you speak Spanish.
1: Yeah, I speak Spanish. Well, it's been great. You know, I was having fun. And since I was in France, I wasn't really like um, seeing anything about that, except uh, except for the followers they were raising. But I was in France doing my thing, studying. And at the same time, there was this show every Saturday. And I was like, I wasn't even watching it. You know, I've never seen an episode of me on TV. Um, Oh, you
0: still haven't
1: watch watched it? And, and I don't watch me. I don't even listen to my music. But I think that, <laughs> you know, I'm very much about, I do something and then, you know, it's next moment. So, just you know, it's like my album. I made it and now I don't listen to it. But of course I have to listen to some songs. For example, if I'm going to sing it, well, I'm going to listen to me singing it. But I don't listen to what I, I did because I did it and now I'm going to do something else, you know?
0: Okay. You talked about your your EPs being later in your career. Like, when did you put out your first EP?
1: It was two years ago. Um, And it's been crazy because, um, you know, I had signed with Universal Uh and I didn't think that I was going to be. How do you say that? I didn't think I was gonna have such a big team with me from the beginning, and it was mm-hmm. really great. You know, I I love to have this big team around me. I feel very protected and very helped, and I feel like my vision couldn't be, um, like my my vision of my project couldn't be real if there was not all of these things around me. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, how so, did the the deal with Universal come? Was it through? the you know having eyes on you with the tv shows or no
1: no um i met my manager and we went to
0: Universal. with song.
1: hey do you want me and they were like okay i want you
0: oh wow that must have been yeah. big i mean probably life-changing as far as like having a r- real career in music
1: yeah but you know it's like I-, I was saying i was not really expecting this because first of all i had given me eight months to try in music and this happened after four months. And, you know, I didn't even have the time to try in music because we came with the songs. So first I made the songs during the four first months. And then I was like, you know, it's really funny. It's like a movie. I was like, so there are the songs Do you liked. And they're like, okay, let's sign. And I was like, good. <laughs> so, and I'm doing this um, for two years now. And I'm feeling very grateful to, to have all these, um, uh, fluid things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you say fluid? It's like very naturally happening.
0: Yeah, that's that works. That, that word works perfectly. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, were you playing out quite a bit pr- uh, prior to you know, signing the record deal? Were you like, what? were you playing shows like gigs?
1: No. Oh. Um, no, no, no. I was um, just in school and then and then this happened no the shows it happened after because then i found my tour team which is really great i love them so much you know also because we make really great after parties after my concerts i love after parties <laughs> yeah. and and these people are re- really great they um they made me do uh, baby shows where there was like 160 people and then more and more we grew up and now on the 23rd of November we're going to do La Cigale which is a very great um, place in Paris to perform and I'm so happy you know they really took their time with me and I have the same feeling with my uh, record um, record company because I feel that sometimes in music business it can be really uh, oppressing sometimes and I'm really feeling like nobody's oppressing me (laughs) so that's great
0: That's good. That's good. So you write in English, Spanish, and French. Is it hard Mm -hmm. to decipher? Like when you go to write a song, do you know how you're going to approach it prior or does it kind of just happen? And I mean, how do you, how do you write in all three languages?
1: Um, I think that it's very, like you said, very instinctive, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start a song and then I'm going to feel like Spanish would be great. So I try it. And if it's great, I keep it. And if it's weird, we're just going to think, ah, not that way. So we're going to like, um, take it down. And then if I want to write something in English, then I'm going to be careful what I write. And, um, if it's great, we're going to leave it. It's really, it's not about writing in English or writing in Spanish. It's just that the concept that I have, made in my mind could only work if the languages are mixed. For example, in my song, Mojito, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: this song works in three languages because there is one moment that has English that was thought like, uh, like back, back to the future. You know, it, it's like, okay, let's get back in time, go to the, you know, the, this new wave music time. I love it. And I was like, and if I don't do it in English, I, I, I I don't think I would ever think about doing it, you know, so let's just be um, loyal to the concept and do it in English. And it's the same for the Spanish songs. There's not a lot of Spanish songs, but there is, for example, one that is called Mucha Labia. This concept, labia, it doesn't even exist in English or in French, so I wouldn't even write it if it were um, English or French.
0: What's the concept that doesn't?
1: So, mucha labia is a song. First of all, it's with a very great artist that I love. That is called Huayna. Do you know him? Uh. Uh-uh. is like um Puerto uh, Puerto Rican. I don't
0: know. Yeah, Puerto yeah, Puerto Rican, Rican. artist.
1: Okay. Yeah. And he's um very. I love his. You know, his vibe is really great. And um, so the the concept of mucha labia is mucha labia. You say that when somebody talks to you like oh you're so beautiful you're so nice it's blah 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 just because he wants uh, he wants you to never forget him you know for example uh, oh you're so nice so beautiful blah 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 it's mucha labia like whoo labia 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 and um so I love this concept because because, no, I just thought it would be a great theme for a song. And, and then I called, why not? And he said, yes, it's really great. Let me in. And I was like, yes, yeah, it's really great.
0: Oh, awesome. Awesome. Where yeah. were you when, uh, when the virus started happening in March?
1: Um, I was in the north of France with my father and my little brothers and the, my father's girlfriend, which I love. It was like family time. I loved it. I know a lot of people have been traumatized by this time, but I was like a child, you know, back to the future again. I really loved that moment. It was like a pause in my life, like a break. And I was feeling like a child and I love it, you know, because a part of my brain is still five years old. So I just had to only use this part that was five years old. And I was so happy, you know.
0: Were you working on a record at all? Like where where were you, like how did it? affect you or were you already up there kind of taking some downtime and then it was like well now i guess i'm stuck here
1: um i wasn't really concentrated in um, producing music i was more into promo at this moment but okay but um i always uh when i'm at home i compose a lot so of course some concepts um were born during that time but um I wouldn't say no I I didn't even go once at a studio at this moment because we couldn't even get out of our houses in France it was really strict Mm -hmm. and um I didn't even go once outside to buy anything so I was like locked down yeah month straight locked down nothing to do except for like with my little brothers we took our bikes and went to everywhere we could but we met the cops sometimes, but it was okay. And, uh, yeah, we got arrested a few times. But
0: nice. Really? Just for being outside?
1: Yeah. It was crazy. You know, um, I can't even explain. Like freedom wow. was not there. I can tell like freedom was the last thing. Like people were really like prisoners and, I kind of found that funny because I'm really into movies and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is a great movie. And, but it was real life. <laughs>
0: right. So you were just out biking around with your brothers and then the yeah. cop stopped you and said, Hey, like,
1: yeah. Like what are rest. you doing? And we were like, no, we're biking. And we knew we couldn't, but we were like, okay, kids, let's be kids. And so we were like, no, no, we're out there doing, and he said, don't you know you can't? And we were like, no, no. <laughs> and he said but don't you watch tv don't you have parents we were like yeah we have parents oh this is why they never let us out <laughs> you know? and he was like you dumbass, go home and we were like okay sorry <laughs> and it oh, happened yeah. like a few times but we really wanted to go biking even though we couldn't that was mm-hmm. you know i don't like when somebody tells me don't do that or don't do this i don't even know who would like that but i always find ways um, to do what I want, even if I can't. And sometimes it implies breaking rules. But if you do it gently, people are going to be nice. If you do it like with respect, breaking rules with respect is always a good idea because you can have your own way and the people, they don't get mad. If they see you're not bad, it's OK. If, if they see you've got good intentions, they let you do your your shit, you know, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if it's forbidden. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So when did you start working on or writing this, this record that just came out last month?
1: Um, I would say around, well, when it stopped. So like, uh, I would say end of the summer um, 20, 2020. Okay. Um, we started thinking, okay, let's make an album now because, you know, we have songs and we have concepts and I really wanted to think this as an album or so and you know i like the fact that 13 songs um have a reason to be there and and i love to think everything like a whole and i thought okay yeah we're gonna make this album and we had uh, some songs already that i thought okay this is gonna go there it's gonna go there but we need more so with my team we went to the south of france a week one week and we made some other songs and it was really great because it's another vibe we had a studio in front of this and it was really beautiful and we were doing a lot of parties which is also very inspiring and you know a lot of things happened during this album and, and the, the pandemic too, the COVID-19 happened too and I think it was a great moment to write about being free and um, finding ways to do things even though you've got barriers or, or codes that um, kind of um provide you from doing what you want well i was thinking it's a good moment to write that you can do whatever you want and Mm -hmm. so the album is really about that it's about finding ways to you know to approach your your better and most authentic self and this is what it's about and it's called um for what king kid if i translate And it's really that it's not like uh, because in French, we have an expression that means that king kid is like a kid that do what he wants. And it's really bad to be a king kid. But my way was like, you are a kid and you are a king. And both of these two like positions can be hard, but also very there is a lot of freedom in both of these two things. And and I thought it was really great. Mm -hmm.
0: So you worked on it. So this all kind of came together, uh, obviously, as you said, during the pandemic. Do you think that had an effect on the record?
1: A little bit, but not that much. You know, I always I always run away to this planet I have in my brain. I mean, that it's I feel like it's not in my brain anymore because I live in it. But um, and this world really helps me. Well, it's escaping from everyone else's world and from the world that we're living in and for example i can touch that plant and i know it's in your world but my world there's nothing we can touch in it and this is very protecting me from all the bad things that i can um witness or live here and i love my world and i'm always in it so the pandemic was like detail dealt me mm-hmm. it was like something happening but you know sometimes i wonder if there was a war and I was involved in it, would I even be unhappy? I don't even know, I'm not sure I would be unhappy. This is weird to say, but it's just because my brain takes me to places that I never thought existed. And, and it makes me feel really good, even though, you know, it can be chaos outside and my brain is gonna be like, no, no, don't worry, come there,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. When you're yeah. in that world, is that when you start writing your own, is that when you start writing songs or do you write in a different mm-hmm. different place?
1: I write when I, no, this is going to sound weird, but I write when I got back from like a trip. I mean, I don't know now how to explain that, but it's like I go to my head and I live things in my head and and these two realities are very connected, but they're not the same, right? Mm -hmm. And then I come back to the real world, only the real world. And I'm like, oh, that was great. Let's write about it. And the good thing is music helps me when I'm in the real world to keep being in my world somehow, because I write about my world, you know, and I write about what I learned there and I write about what I saw there and all the possibilities that I I, I saw with my eyes and, and I write about them when I'm in the real world to tell the people of the real world that this exists and that they can find a world of their own in their brains or maybe in their in the brain of their friends or their family or or in. Anything they want, you know, you can find happiness everywhere. You just have to see it. It's everywhere, I swear. It's just a matter of point of view, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. So, well, so the record's out. You've done a couple music videos for the album as well?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you enjoy doing those?
1: Yeah, I, I love it. Um, We have a team that is called Bleu Nuit, which mm-hmm. would be night blue and we love them because they really got the the vision um first of all you can think my songs are very like happy colorful and stuff and they got this little you know this depth and so the the clips the the video clips are um the music videos are darker than what somebody would expect from me but Mm -hmm. this is really what i meant you know it's like having this dark vibe but with a positive message i don't know if you get that yeah um, yeah it's like the depth because i'm not only writing like oh you can do what you want i'm writing i know that's hard out there and i know you can go through shit and stuff but there is joy so you got to show the dark side in the video otherwise people are just gonna think you're like teletubbies you know like uh, doing you know but it's not that you are telling them that some things are hard, but it's that it doesn't matter. Mm. So these people doing the music videos, we love them, and we're gonna keep working with them because, um, because they got this thing, and I love the aesthetic they use. Uh, very cinematographic, you know. For example, for my song "Comme les autres," we were in. I uh, we built a big cube, and I was performing in it, and. Mm. And I loved it. And these concepts are, are great. And And I think that this team really works for the project. It's cool. Hmm?
0: I know you said you're a big fan of movies. Is that, do you get to help create like the treatments for the videos and concepts for the videos?
1: Um, well, not that much. I think that the movies inspire the music and then the music and the paintings are going to inspire the 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 music videos. I think that Um, But also, yeah, in my my subconscious, there is always um, something from, you know, Tarantino or Scorsese or something left that can inspire me in the moment during the video, but not that much. You know, Um, it's really also really about the director's ideas on the set and mine. And they're not really related to the movies. The movies are more there to inspire my life, my world, and then my music a lot, a lot, you know, my, my lyrics. Um, But I would say it's all connected in the end. It's all about my world and this world exists because I have seen movies because I have heard music and I have seen paintings and I, you know, I love Salvador Dali. I don't know if you know
0: this, uh, this
1: guy, he's really, crazy and fun Mm
0: -hmm. yeah like the painting with like the the yeah it's called the clock is like melted on yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and also he's uh, you should hear some of his interviews because he's really somebody
0: oh (laughs) i I didn't know i haven't heard his interviews he's
1: so fun and he used to speak three or four languages and he's got this accent like uh Yes, I am a genius, but it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> it's so funny, you know? And I love, and in this, like, in this world, the thing I love the most is people who are different and who think that is the best thing that ever happened to them because mm-hmm. it really is the best thing that ever happened to them. And it's very inspiring to see somebody being himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, just to come back to the album, I thought maybe I could do that for people just be me and mm-hmm. maybe people are going to think, oh maybe i should be me too you know
0: right which is like the hardest thing you know to do yeah. is be yourself it's very
1: hard it's very hard of course and uh i don't know if you felt that but we, we we all feel like we're a little bit different and mm-hmm. sometimes it's like oof maybe i'm too different maybe it's not very good to fit in and stuff but then the more you grow up and the more you realize oh it doesn't really matter um you know your existence you only can live it and so do what you want and if people don't like you it's okay like you can't be perfect to any to everybody i mean you can be perfect to some people that maybe are going to see you like some something crazy but otherwise you're not you're never going to make everyone happy so just do your thing and you will attract the people and the people who are going to be around you they will have chosen you. So don't worry, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think even the meanest people, I don't think they should be, I don't think the meanest people should try to be nice because if they're very mean, it's going to help somebody or maybe if it's naturally mean, maybe it's, it's bound to be like that, you know? I think that you have to be you because somebody's going to benefit from it in good mm-hmm. or in bad, but we're all going to benefit from being being ourselves and from others being themselves,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. What would you say, you said that you draw inspiration from, from movies. What would you say like the biggest, uh, most inspiring film is that you, that you've seen?
1: Mm, This is really hard to tell. I couldn't say one, but I could tell you that um, the movies of Quentin Tarantino have Mm -hmm. uh, influenced me the most because his way of, showing things and situations and, and, you know, all the characters, even the, like the, the last person at the background, background, background is going to be interesting. Mm. This person is going to have something, a depth that is going to make you think something about him. Whereas in some of other people's movies, it's like, sometimes you feel like, and why did you put this character again? Because (laughs) they're just there to be there. And it Mm. has no, you know, no. It's not very interesting, but
0: right. They're just kind of like a filler character, like they yeah, been exactly. Anybody. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. I've seen this a lot in 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 movies, but so at the in the end, I really love these movies like Tarantino, Scorsese, or Tim Burton. He's crazy. He's mm-hmm. so crazy. That's great, and all these people who let their vision be true and they don't really care what people are gonna think. You know, I remember. Listening to um, an interview from, um, I don't know what program, but it was American. But of Tarantino saying that if he had um, listened to the people, he, you know, but just like a lot of artists that say, if I had listened to the people, I would not do this because the people, they say, oh no, it's too hard. No, you can't do this. No, you don't have the vision. No, 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 no. you're not good enough, not enough, not enough. And then you don't do anything if you listen to these people. So, mm-hmm. You know, I like these directors. Oh, Luc Besson also, he's French. He's very big, big uh, director. You know, The Fifth Element. I watched it this week again, and oh, I yeah. love this movie. The Fifth mm-hmm. Element is wonderful, and it's one of these movies, again, where the vision was very, you know, it was, he was really loyal to what he saw for the movie, and mm-hmm. it's wonderful. It's a wonderful movie.
0: That is awesome. And you you we talked about it earlier but you have a show at the end of next month. Is that your first yeah. show that you that you'll play, I know, back from this pandemic?
1: Uh no, of course not. I have played uh this summer in festivals and stuff in France, but um I am going to play again because I'm going on tour on the 15th. Well, next next week I'm starting my tour here in France. Oh and I'm wow. Excited. Yeah. And I'm so excited. And the one I told you about is um, is um, a, a gig, but in Paris, mm-hmm. but I have gigs in France, all over France. Because... Is it just
0: a French tour? Just the France?
1: Yeah, it's a French tour because oh, uh, huh. at the moment, you know, nobody knows me. <laughs> so 1st <laughs> we're going to try to get friends and then let's see who wants to listen to my music. <laughs> hey,
0: you have a lot of people listening. I mean, you have a ton of streams on Spotify.
1: Um yeah, well, uh, I have people listening to me. But you know, the you know what matters the most to me is that if someone listens, if he likes it and he finds comfort in that, and then he stays with me on my, you know, in my world, this is what matters to me. It doesn't really matter how many, even though the more the better. But I feel like first, if I can bring you that, you know, that peace when you listen to me and then you stay in my world, then It's already, I've already won, you know, even if Mm -hmm. we're five or, or 500 or 5,000 or 5 billion, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: You talked about how your album's out and you don't listen to it anymore. You don't watch yourself on TV or listen Do you. Are you just forward thinking? Like, are you already working on the next project?
1: Yeah. Um, if I'm not doing that, I'm probably chilling, but yeah, I would say that, um, I like to, when I finish something, I don't sleep too much on it, you know. I don't. Um, I don't know how to say that in English, but um, I would say when I finish something, I'm like, okay, great. Now let's get to the next move because I don't mm-hmm. want to be bored and I don't want to be. I'm not very much into the past and stuff, and and when I finish something and that it's great, I just leave it there, and you know, it's like a a factory. Like, okay, perfect. Now let's go and let's create the new thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're already working. Have you started writing more songs?
1: Yeah, I've never really stopped. I mean, yeah, this summer I really stopped because I love summer and having fun Uh and stuff. (laughs) But um, I would say that, uh, yeah, I have started um, and I'm very excited. I uh, I'm so excited for what's coming and I don't know if I can talk about it, but I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, that's amazing. We'll have to have you back to talk about it when it's out. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, Phoebe, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much to you, Adam. That was really a pleasure talking with you. And I didn't ask you a lot of questions, but I hope you're good and stuff.
0: (laughs) It's not about me. No one cares what I have to say. Um, Um, (laughs) I do have one more, though, before I let you go. uh Do you have uh, any advice for aspiring artists? For uh, what? Do you have any advice for new artists, people trying to do what you're doing?
1: yeah um, I mean I would say this to an artist or anyone who wants to do anything in life I would say just trust your instinct and if you don't have one well feel and what's the realest to you go there and and uh, yeah listen to it can sound really cheesy and stuff but listen to your heart because this is where everything happens you know and when you die you don't die with dollars and you don't die with your uh with things like that you die with what you did and so do things just like you want to be remembered you know